one of the things Lauren said after the event she went to was, if you know your numbers, you literally can just press a uh, press a lever, lever and it just goes. It makes it better. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey guys, it's Brent Bowers with Wholesaling Inc., the land shark. Guys, I have an episode for you today that's going to blow your socks off. It's going to be, you have never heard an episode like this on Wholesaling Inc. It's going to be different from any other. This is the Saturday Rhino Roundtable. This is a discussion with other real estate coaches, other Wholesaling Inc. coaches teaching you every single day on this podcast. But we kind of get, I'm going to show you, I'm going to deep dive the lives and the businesses of the other Wholesaling Inc. coaches, as well as my own. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about what our marketing looks like for 2022. You know, we're going to be talking about like the shiny object syndrome, all the things that are working for us and what's not. And then here's the cool thing is some marketing channels work better in one location than another. So hope you get a lot from this. Stick around until the end. All right, Lauren Hardy, Chris Craddock, how are you guys doing today? Hey, go well. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. So I'm learning how to host a lot better because I can't ask you both how you're doing at the same time because it doesn't work. Lauren, now your turn. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I am doing good. Thanks for having me today. Super stoked to be able to see my two favorite coaches at yes. Wholesaling Inc. And I'm looking Don't at tell my Brent Raphael. Coaches. Yeah. So we're doing something new at Wholesaling Inc. This is the Saturday roundtable. Uh, people are going to get to see like the insides of our businesses, how our lives look, like the struggles of Lauren Hardy and the struggles of Brent Bowers and Chris Craddock. So we're just rolling with this. So on the next one that I do with Brent and Grace, I'm just I'm going to say the same thing. They're my two favorite coaches as well. So I got it. I, I know your tricks, Lauren. I, so. feel, I feel less excited now that uh, the others are your two favorite too. Yeah, you know, you're my favorites right now, though. So, and at the end of the day, it's all that matters. So, let's get into it. Let's let's offer the listeners some some juicy good stuff, uh, and let's talk about marketing of 2022, or how does our marketing look like for 2022 for our businesses? And Lauren, I think you should go first. Like, you weren't expecting this. I know I just threw you on the spot, but like, what does marketing look like for the virtual wholesaling queen, Lauren Hardy, for 2022? Yeah. So I like to focus on two marketing channels at one time. So I usually will have, you know, two types of campaigns at one time and I dump the loser. So if there is a loser, I'll, you know, get it, get it off and I'll I'll put something in its place. So right now, the winners for me are TV ads and texting campaigns. I'm still loving texting. Now I will say, Texting isn't what it used to be. Used to be a lot easier. There's been a lot of hoops and it's almost a a job in itself managing all the changes that has been going on with texting campaigns and the software, Um, but it's still worth it. Um, So I'm loving the texting thing. I also picked up doing TV ads. I have a lot of opinions on TV ads now that I have more experience. I definitely would say it works better in some markets. I'm in three markets. So I've got 
perspective here. And I will say it works better in some markets than others, but it's still a viable you know, campaign. It's still a winner in my opinion. So that's my 2022 game plan. I love that. I'm not doing texting. I'm actually trying to bring on a texter. He's one of my friends that I did a couple deployments with in Afghanistan. He's getting out of the military. He's a recruiter. So if this guy can recruit people to join the military for four years, I think he can get people to sell their house or their land, uh, <laughs> hopefully via text message. But TV ads, that excites me. Man, I've got to change up my TV ads because they're not working so well in my market, but it might just be a little bit of a change up. We're going to be putting my acquisition managers on the TV mm. ads rather than my ugly mug. So maybe yeah, I mean, you know what, Brent, I have to say, I don't think it's you because I'm <laughs> on both of my TV ads. All right. And I've been told I don't have a face for radio. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I, I will say same girl, you know, same outfit. All right. And one of my ads brings in twice as much as my other one. Holy and God. what's, you know, what's crazy about that is markets are about the same size, same average house price. But one of the markets is very wholesaler trendy, very saturated with investors and wholesalers. And that's and the, the market one, your ads are doing better in, huh? Doing worse. Worse? Really? Wow. Yes. So maybe that's it. Interesting. Well, well, it's so weird how just a different market can change everything. Like where we are in the DC, like where I am personally, physically in the DC market, every bit of marketing we send out gets less of a result than we do. We also have an expansion team down in Richmond. In the Richmond market, we just get a much, much just bigger bang for our buck. And it's across the board. Everything we send out just does better in Richmond. Now, the average price that we get on everything that we do is bigger and better here in the DC area just because the cost of everything, it's just bigger. So we get a bigger bang for our buck for every deal that we land. But what we're seeing, I mean, it's just so crazy how, you know, one market to another, a place where all of a sudden you're you're very pedestrian in your marketing returns. And then all of a sudden you're a just a hero, you know, an hour and a half south. It's just crazy. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. You just lost me. What is the difference between a pedestrian and a hero? <laughs> just an, an average Joe on the street, a pedestrian, just somebody okay. just a, very average, very, very regular. Is that and what then, you do for advertising, Chris Craddock? Do you just have some guy on the streets like flipping a sign and doing all those cool things? Or like, what is your 2022 advertising looking like? Well, you know, I, I do think that, you know, texting is, a, is an interesting an interesting place to be, but I, I, it is a place that um, we're spending some more time and energy now, even though, I mean, everybody and their mom is, is in it. Like I get, I, I personally get about 30 texts a day from somebody asking if I want to sell some of my rentals. And I'm like, ah, none of them are my name. These people are like skip tracing my LLCs and then getting through to me. So I know that if I'm getting this many texts, like everybody's getting bombarded by it, but it's still working. So that's good. Um, I'm also still a big fan of direct mail. I think direct mail, it, it, everybody calls it the dinosaur. It's so expensive. It's all the other things. But direct mail, you still get a response. You still get people calling and and you get a target it. And so, yeah, I, I still like, I like texting and direct mail because both of them can be pretty well targeted. You know, I you actually can... like to say, yeah, I do want to do direct mail more this year. I used to be like a direct mail queen and then I got out of it a little bit. But this year I want to add direct mail back in because I, I agree with you, Chris. Why did you stop, Lauren? It was just so expensive in the markets I was in. I mean, it was 
it just wasn't producing results. Then that again, market specific. So I gave it a, you know, I pushed pause on it and I started doing cold calling and texting. And those were the two campaigns I was juggling. I only juggled two at a time for the most part. So, uh, but this year I'd like to do sort of a cadence of like a direct mail, a text, you know, a call. I might do something more like that this year. I like it. And I love that you keep saying market specific. And and I just want to like commend you or applaud you that you know the KPIs. You're tracking key performance indicators for multiple markets. You know that TV does better in one area, texting is doing better in another area. Like, how hard is it to track these metrics? Like, you know, what? Because that was the most daunting thought that I had to figure out how much money I was spending on mail, how much I was sending, what my uh, return on that investment would be. Are postcards better than letters? Like, how do you systematize that to make, you know, like if you're not a numbers person like me, like I just hired a CFO to help me with these things. Like, cause I know that I'm not good at that. Like, how do you pull yeah. that? Okay. So A, I did the same thing. I hired a uh, operations manager to help me keep track better the KPIs. And I'm so excited you asked me this question because this is so on my brain right now. So I just discovered the most kick-ass CRM for real estate investors. You Prob- maybe you already know about Re Simply, R E Simply, R E S I N M, excuse me, P L I. Okay. Re Simply, man, they have thought of everything and it tracks your KPIs for you. It's crazy what they created. It's amazing. So KPI tracking will be done for you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And, and I'll tell you something. Let me jump in here. So Lauren and I were talking a lot about, about this last year. And I actually have been thinking about it so much ever since. I know Lauren went to the Keith Cunningham, what is it, four-day MBA. I remember less she stupid. said... Yeah, well, I, I've read that book so many times and I love it. The Road Less Stupid. If you've never read it, listen to that book or read that book, The Road Less Stupid. It's so good. You know, there we go. The run less stupid. Come on. Brent Bowers is on it. But with that said, one of the things Lauren said after the event she went to was, if you know your numbers, you literally can just press a a lever and it just goes. It makes it better. And and so I've been looking at that, thinking about that ever since she went. When was that? Like the middle of last year, right, Lauren? Was that when it was? Uh, It was, yeah, August. Yeah. Right. So ever since August, I've been talking to my COO over and over and over again. And we've been just like, and that is not me. Okay. I have always looked at my numbers, but I'm not the guy that naturally looks at my numbers. I'm not the guy that if you look at my underwear drawer, it's naturally color coded by color, right? It's that's not me. So I have to fight to get that way. But I know that leveling up as a business leader means looking at your numbers and not going by, I feel like we're doing well. Oh my gosh, there's more money in the bank than there was last month, which let's be honest, most entrepreneurs have have operated their business like that at some point, right? What's wrong with that? Yes, exactly. But, But I think that was one of the things that I really have thought about. And then when Lauren came back, which actually, Lauren, you still haven't sent me your notes. You're just going to send me your notes. Come on. Oh my gosh. I have it. (laughs) But sorry. But but it's all right. I I, like the things that you said afterwards had stuck in my mind so much that it, it literally changed and transformed. The fact that we are now numbers based in, in everything. We're looking at our ROI. We're looking at, 
okay, if I spend $100 here, what is my return on that? And it actually, it has changed our business and it's actually been able to allow us to stay focused instead of running after every single shiny object. So I want to say thank you to Lauren for for what you learned and and said to me, because it really has stuck with me. Well, I'm feeling pretty left out because Lauren didn't even tell me about this. And I like- She's not even going to send you her notes. Yeah, yeah. I know. Know your numbers. (laughs) I got to send you my notes. You know, I love it. Like I'm training my marketing director. She'll say, hey, uh, should we send the code violation list? And I am like, I, why are you asking me? What does the numbers look like the last 12 months? How much have we spent? What did it bring as an ROI? And she goes, well, it hasn't made us anything in the last two years. And I was like, why do we mail it a second year? Like that's the kind of stuff that like we have to know. And I, I feel so stupid even saying it out loud right now, but if that's the kind of things that happen in your business. You're worried about like this land deal coming in or what's going on in this market or, or what's my realtor partner doing over here. And you let the little tiny, the mosquitoes kill more people. Mosquitoes right. kill more people than sharks, lions, tigers, and bears put together. And they're super small, but they're annoying little killers. And that's what happens in our business. Those little tiny things that get us. Can I, I just, I'm happy to be vulnerable and share one of my massive, massive failures as a business. Well, duh, you talked about your your underwear drawer already. So (laughs) I don't know that that's my massive failure, but I will go with it. Um, So here is my massive failure. I will like, we'll send out a piece of marketing to a certain list or we'll do something and we will, we'll do a deal, like a great deal, an amazing deal. And then I will believe that that list or that type of marketing is amazing. It's, it's incredible because, because we had that one deal that went through. And so emotionally, I'm, I'm basing my next, all of, all of my business, I'm basing around this emotion because I did one really good deal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a year later, we actually look at the numbers and we realize we did one deal and after spending all this other money on it, we basically broke even because we we spent all the money we made on that same thing and it really wasn't a great deal. And so I, just to be vulnerable here, when I'm not looking at the numbers, I make stupid, stupid mistakes based on like my emotions rather than actually where I'm actually making money. I feel like Lauren has a story sure. too, just like that she wants to share. You know, it's funny. I had a student who did the same thing, but it was actually with the territory. So I got a... Have you ever gotten a student where they started actually backwards? So they don't have a lot of experience in wholesaling, but they have business experience. So they started with hiring a bunch of people. Like, like, so I got handed that, right? He asks me this question that I knew I go... There's something that's a symptom that's not your real problem. So tell me more about you, right? And he told me that he was in four different markets. And this is, mind you, someone who doesn't have a ton of experience wholesaling. I mean, he's done, he said he did about eight to 10 deals. Like a, a, on the side of his full time job, he did eight to 10 te- deals about two years ago. Then he decided he wanted to go, him and his wife decided to go full time at this. And they right out the gate just hired like executives and like, a staff. And I go, wait, like, tell me you were first here. What got you to then go to this new market? And it was because he did his wife moved for a job. She was briefly stationed there for a minute. 
So he started sending marketing there. He did one deal. It was one deal that then got him like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to pick this market too. So he was marketing in two market. And then, and that's when he stopped doing deals. That's when he stopped doing deals is when he started becoming a, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. He couldn't pay attention to the market. He was actually doing good in and got some traction. And because now he's focused on the next market. Well, then what does he do? He assumes something's wrong with this market. So then he goes to another market and then another market. So by the end, by the time I'm getting him, he's got four markets. And it all started because he did really good in one that got him to think about, oh, maybe it's your market. Maybe I should go jump, right? So it is funny. You do things off of emotion. Yeah, I just that was my story. I was just like chuckling a little bit with that. Man, it goes back to what Tony Robbins says. When we do well, we party. When we do, we're not doing so well, we ponder. Maybe Jim Rohn said it and Tony Robbins just took that. But I'm guilty of that too, Lauren, with the land business. I have people bring me land deals all all over the country now. We just got into Connecticut and Pennsylvania all in one day. And I'm like, these are great markets. And we sold one really quickly. And I'm like, we've got to start attacking this market. But before you know it, it's like you're getting yourself spread too thin. And I forget about the markets that have been taking very good care of me for the last couple of years. So that's, that's powerful. I'm glad you said that. And then I want to kind of say the same thing that Chris Craddock just said about that one deal, that one marketing channel that becomes pure gold. That was bandit science for me a couple of years ago. We did like a $55,000 net profit deal and it was off of one bandit sign. So what did I do as a business owner? I go out and buy more bandit signs. I hire more bandit sign guys. I had a, <laughs> a, another friend of mine that I let store his bandit signs at my house. And he went to another market. He was in the military. He went to, he's now crushing it in uh, Tennessee. And I was like, hey, dude, uh, I'll buy your bandit signs at like 20 cents on the dollar, but you're going to have to port your number over to me. Uh, so he did. So before I knew it, I'm at sitting at like 12,000 bandit signs. You know, the last time I got a, a deal with a bandit sign, like two years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so true. That's so true. You know, another thing that Keith Cunningham uh, said that I'm taking really seriously and and this point might leave us, you know, for the last little point of the show is he said, you know, every business owner that they make, they kind of fall into this trap where they say, you know, I need to grow my business to increase my revenue. So what do we do by growing our business is we add to our marketing expenses. Spend more money. We start spending more money because I need to grow my business to make more revenue. And instead, what Keith says is before you do that, you go, how do I make more? How do I generate more revenue out of my current business? So I did an analysis. It was a very, very painful experience for me. But I looked at my current business. I looked at every deal we did in 2021 and I am strictly wholesaling right now. And the only reason I used to be a flipper, okay? The only reason is when I launched the coaching program, I wanted to dedicate my time to the students and flipping took a lot of my energy and time. So I said, I'm going to go to a volume wholesale model so I don't need to be a project manager and I'm just going to focus on wholesaling for now and in coaching. So, but you know, the flipper in me got curious. So I looked at all the wholesales I did. I looked at my current business and I searched every address to see which ones were verifiably flipped that I could see that we sold it and then they sold it again a few months later. 
I found a good amount. Now that doesn't oh, mean man. that that's like seeing what your ex, who your ex girlfriend married. Yes, I'm not yeah. sure that's a good way to take. Yeah. Seriously, that is. <laughs> it is true. It is true. So then, you know, I look and on average, it was a three X. We would have made three times more revenue if we just would have flipped it, the house. And me going, I am a flipper. I started flipping houses 10 years ago. Why? Like, why have I not done that? That could have just, I could have done the same amount of business in the same area and made three times as much money on a good percentage of the deals I did last year. What all that would have done is it was gravy. I would have just made more money. It wouldn't have added to my expenses. And that's my point is don't add to your expenses and expect your revenue to go up. Often you add to your expenses and your revenue stays the same. And now you just, you have lowered your profit margin. So instead, how do you make more money out of your current business? And sometimes new marketing methods are not the answer. Wow. That's the problem with us entrepreneurs. We call it shiny object syndrome, but everything's a shiny object to us, to an entrepreneur like us or visionaries. But it's the same thing with the marketing channels. And one thing I heard Keith Cunningham say uh, at a business mastery, he talked about indigestion, just like you, he said, indigestion kills more businesses because it's like we, we can't take on more, 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 more. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need to look at what we're doing. That's why REI Revive. Like exploded my house business. I've got a realtor partner that Chris Craddock talks about, and this guy's a closer, man. He we call him. He's he's our team. He actually sent us a deal the other day. So that was I actually expected you to say that was your top marketing channel. So you kind of I learned something new today. But I mean, that's one of my top marketing channels is right now is my realtor professional or my realtor partner. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, what what is the old the old catchphrase? You know, I know they're all trite, but the reason why they stick around is because they're true, right? You can do anything, but you can't do everything, and that's that whole idea. You know, entrepreneurs tend to be smart, they tend to be energetic, they tend to be able to move things, but the problem is, the second you uh, disperse that focus, you lose all the force behind it. I don't know if you guys are big Office fans, but I love. Uh, you know, I love the Dwight Troop quote where he's like, Dwight, give me your undivided attention. And he's like, you couldn't handle my undivided attention. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that's true for entrepreneurs, right? Like, could you imagine when an entrepreneur gives their undivided attention to something at a, for a full year instead of getting the shiny object syndrome and say, oh, okay, this looks like I'm going to make more money flipping. No, wholesaling. No, a different market. Oh no, this market. Oh, land. Oh, like all these other different things. But Every single one of us as coaches that work with a lot of people, we know and we see it because it's true inside of ourselves and we have to fight that back over and over again to stay focused. But when we see our students that stay focused, that's when they really, really can make a lot of money and really, really crush it. It's like a laser, man. You focus that laser, you're going to cut through steel. But if we try and scatter like, you know, bird shot out of a shotgun, we're not going to do much. But yeah, that's so true. Like entrepreneurs, undivided attention, man, it'll cut through steel. So true. I love that. I'm going to use that quote. I never heard that before. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you guys, um, I think one of the biggest things for us here in uh, 2022 is is for us to really start focusing, to decide what we're going to be doing and then make sure that we stick to it, right? And I've been doing a lot of business planning just because I I personally have 12 streams of income that I oversee. And so I've been meeting with lots of different business partners 
And we looked at last year and last year, all of, like across the board, all of my businesses have grown, but the ones that grew the most were the ones where we had a plan at the beginning of the year and we really stuck to the plan. And there were times where, where we thought about leaving that plan, going a different direction. But we, when we just stuck to it and said, this is what we need to do. We need to persevere. We need to keep our blinders on, stay focused. Those are the businesses that made the most money last year. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't pivot when we see a business plan isn't working, but it does mean that most of the time we give up on a business plan too soon, just because all of us, we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time and underestimate what we can do in a, in a slightly longer period of time. So my big 2022, aside from just marketing, is squeezing the juice out of every contract that we get. And that does include the house flipping. So I'm going to bring back house flipping. I'm going to be flipping virtually this year. And funny enough, Chris, I'm Chris Craddock. I'm going to get my boyfriend to project manage because he's got the construction background from uh, his you know Clark construction days. So That's great. my boyfriend... I, by the way, Brett, my boyfriend is from Maryland, from uh, Chris's part of... So weird, you know, five degrees of separation oh, situation wow. going on there. <laughs> Powerful. Squeeze in the juice. Way. Get it done. Love yep. it, guys. Thank you so much for jumping on here. I know you guys have absolutely busy schedules. Chris running 12 companies. Holy cow. So thanks for jumping on today. And we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.